All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Heart to Heart podcast. My name is Hafiza, and this is the third season and eighth episode. Today we have a special. Today we have a special guest, Laquita. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Hafiz. And by the way, I love the fact that your name is Hafiz. I have no idea what it means, but it sounds really cool to say. So remind me to ask you that before we finish the podcast, so you can tell me what it means for sure thank you so much and you have a cool name too i'll be honest it's, it's really cool <laughs> please don't make this complicated what about wasted on our love? all right so for those of you who don't know how this game works uh we're gonna ask each other three light-hearted questions each and we're gonna incorporate three random words into our answers um you ready to jump right into it yeah let's do it all right let's get it okay my first question for you is if you were a soup what kind of soup would you be and your words are proof summit and sentry so i want to make sure I, um did you say soup like the soup we eat or soup that like one the way a soup that i would eat yeah oh wow so all right um, I would probably be uh, a super Toscana, uh, which is just basically uh, meat, tomatoes, sausages, um, uh, and it has Italian origin. And the reason that I would do that is because, you know, my family is a military family and I liked it at Olive Garden, but having spent some time in Italy, was proof to me that the American version was garbage and the Italian version is better and I can eat that for the rest of my life. And this soup has been around for centuries and I had the pleasure of being able to have some of that soup at the summit of Mount Vesuvius. My husband had the bright idea to hike Mount Vesuvius once um, during a vacation that we had. And yeah, I won't talk about that one. I was not prepared for the height of that thing when I said, yeah, babe, I'll go. So at the at the summit of this, we're looking out across at the Mediterranean and, and I'm enjoying the best bowl of soup I've ever had. Nice. I, I gotta hear more about that story, but that that's for later. <laughs> that sounds really exciting. Though. Mostly true. The hike happened, we looked across the Mediterranean and I was not prepared. Now I did not yeah. eat the soup at the summit of the mountain. That's at the summit good. of Mount Vesuvius, though I did eat the soup in Italy on that trip. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, more of the view. I don't think I'm going to experience that, at least for a while. So the best I could do is, you know, hear about it. That's like, that's oh. what I'm going for right now. All right, yes. Amazing. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> All right. My question is, um, out of all of your experiences in university so far, what's your best experience? the words and your words are browns strap and qualified all right so my 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 um i guess best experience at uni was probably when i played um soccer we won the whole tournament um and the the idea of winning in intramurals was very interesting there was it was it was a, it was a very interesting experience. Well, let's call it that. There's a lot of ups and downs and whatnot. Um, and like as soon as we qualified, we knew we were on the up. Um, the ground that we used was also um, really really cool. 
it was newly renovated and it was really cool and i didn't get to play much uh, on my end but instead i was kind of that strap that held the team together you know when things went um sideways and whatnot and i think that played a very important role and so when we finally got to win it with, with my close friends with um some people i didn't know at all um it was a really really cool experience that's one of the things that's still up on um not my post to be honest because like, i kind of got rid of it but like on one of my friends posts he still kept <laughs> it up because of how important it was i had to clean my page up for different reasons so that's why i removed it but it's still stored in my gallery and it's one of the, one of the few things that i um that i that i'm gonna look back and be like yeah that was a really cool moment really like cool. literally after the game like after we won we were given shirts that said um, champions we walked around the student center and we we're just showing off our shirts to random people i know that's a very egotistical move we had to listen it was a very big thing for us so we had fun with it i i don't know one athlete including myself who was not egotistical at some point that's some true. of us tapered it off later in life and some of us didn't but hey you have to be that uber confident to be an athlete but when you were saying it i was thinking maybe like my mind went to the goalie like maybe the goalie strap on his gloves you know to get ready if the goalie uh, will be first. yeah 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 no he does if it's outdoor you have to like with, we took it seriously like that was it was a serious game it was like this was very physical as well um so it's like you kind of have to be all dressed up we came with shin guards we came there's no even side tackle yeah, by the way. i was thinking that i was gonna say maybe they strapped on shin guards but i didn't know you know at your age if you guys still you know because that might affect you manly if that was something that you wanted to wear were your shin guards or not but yeah yeah so it wasn't required um there was no even slight tackling allowed but we knew it was gonna get very no yeah and, and and maybe a bit dirty how many red well. and yellow cars went up ready. sorry how many red or yellow cars went up we had like it was like three or four yellow cards we didn't have a red thankfully um <laughs> yeah, yeah we could have been yeah could have been there was one instance where it probably should have been to be honest but i digress <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so my next question for you is if you could be okay let me let me switch this around instead of if, if you could be which one do you prefer a pen or a pencil and why and your words are fund first and offend i would be i prefer a pencil because you know even if my funds are short I can still get a pencil a lot cheaper um, than I can get a pen. And it's also there my first go-to writing instrument because I love to just journal and write and as random thoughts come to my mind, I'm able to go ahead and jot them down and write them down. But the power of that eraser is amazing because even when I'm answering something passionately, when I go back and look at it again, I can erase something that might offend someone if I, you know, if I'm, not wanting to personally offend anybody that day so nice yeah. nice the power nice. of the eraser is amazing the pen is it's, <laughs> it's more than amazing it's, it's spectacular it's like <laughs> it's like i could mess up and not never mind that sounds bad okay um, <laughs> but that's the deal though like with the pencil you can mess up any race with the pen i mean you can still but you gotta you know mark that out and it's noticeable yeah. If you have yeah. a good eraser, unless you've done it so many times, it leaves that little smudgy mark. You're good. Yeah. Nobody ever know you did that. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It's good for being sneaky. I like it. 
<laughs> it, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So my question is, um, so I'm a Marvel fan, believe it or not. I love Marvel. So what's your favorite Marvel movie? Um, yeah, whether it's movie or TV, because I I had Disney Plus from the beginning. <laughs> Was when we finish, I'm watching a new Hawkeye episode that just dropped. So, like, what's your favorite movie or favorite show from Marvel? And your three words are hurl, cord, and pity. All right, listen, I'm not much of a movie type or TV show type. In fact, I pity the people who have went ahead. And hurled their cord um, and switched to digital, um, what's it called? Uh, streaming streaming services because streaming services. Yeah, because like well, I use it too. But like, if I could sit down on a TV and watch it in this like big environment and annoy everyone in the house, I'd prefer that. But um, <laughs> aside from that, I don't really watch many shows. Like, that's the one thing that everyone looks at me and they're like, "What's wrong with you?" And I'm like. No, <laughs> but I I don't I don't really have I don't even know if I watched many of them like the only I'm, I might have seen like glimpses of them here and there, but like I haven't really seen um I don't think I've seen any one full episode or full movie or something like that. Um, like I'm so shocked. Like this smile is <laughs> I'm so shocked. So remind me offline. You know, yeah. if you should happen to scroll through, I'll give you some, well, at least some of my favorite highlights. You know what? I do. I would appreciate shows. that. Yeah. 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 Gotta, give me some suggestions, comment. you know? One day. Yeah, I got to give so you bored. some suggestions. Yeah. yeah, like I'm literally that person that sits up and watches CBR and, and a couple of different ones on YouTube. Right. And these guys, sometimes they get it right. But their speculations are just like off the chain. Interesting. Like you don't even know, but this sounds great. I'd like to see it if it happens. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't think I could relate much, but yes. <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. So my last question for you is. All right. Let's see what. Um. Okay. What's your favorite dessert and why? And your words are performance, my, and give. So. My favorite dessert is a peanut butter cookie. Um, and it's my favorite because it was one of the, it was like the first thing that I learned how to bake as a little kid. And my grandmother uh, taught me how to do that. And she would give me so many opportunities to come into the kitchen and watch her and when I got big enough, that was like I said, that was the first thing she taught me how to bake. Now, to this day, I don't know if that first performance, you know, my first one off performance with cooking these things by myself was great. But she made it seem like that they were the best cookies on the planet. And now as a grandmother, I know she was probably lying, but she'll never tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I rate that. That's actually... Oh, that that's that's amazing of her to do that. To be honest, it's like because especially when you're starting, you need that boost, right? A lot you of people do. just yeah, a lot of people just give up initially if they think they're not good at it. But when you're given that boost, it's like it it, it helps you move forward and whatnot. It um, does, it does, yeah. and then, and that was one hundred percent true. So 
my grandmother is like one of the best baker ever, probably because I'm partial, but she's amazing. And she would, it didn't matter. All of us would come to the house on the weekend and it was a lot of us cousins, grandkids, a lot of her grandkids. And she would just let us make the biggest mess in her kitchen, trying to learn how to bake sweets because she'd always bake sweets on Saturday, on Saturday nights. That's amazing. Oh my God. That's an amazing. That's very inspiring. Honestly. That's, that's so now my last question, mm-hmm. let me see, let me see, let me see. Hmm. If there was one thing that you could change about the college experience at your university, like there was one thing that you thought was the stupidest thing that you had to do, had to do, like that's a requirement for all students coming into your university. If you could change that and make it optional, what would it be? Okay, I already came up with one off the top of my head because it's been there. Um, okay, so and well, um, let me get let me give you your words. Hold on. Sorry, sorry. I, I, I keep forgetting I to do really that. So, yeah, so it's it's exemption, brainstorm, and incident. Like exemption, brainstorming, incident, and the whatever mandatory thing that you think is just the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> you can make that okay. Do away with it. All right, listen, I know there are certain exemptions um, to this specific scenario, but it's it rarely happens. Um, um, but I've done a lot of brainstorming on this. Uh, and it's the idea of requiring every student in the faculty, so our specific faculty is the Faculty of Liberal Arts and Professional Studies, and mm-hmm. every student is required to do a humanities, a social science, and um, a natural science, right? Mm. And... Um, Honestly, it's the most stupid thing ever because all the courses in humanities and social science, in my opinion, are absolutely useless. They're also um, annoying to do. So I absolutely like I hate it in every way. And I'm not the only one who hates it. Pretty much everyone hates. In fact, I think the reason why these became requirements is at some point they had an incident where um, not many people took a humanities major Mm -hmm. or a social science major um, or a natural science major. Why is that a thing, by the way? But um no one has has taken enough of those and as a way of keeping those alive they decided to make everyone take it instead absolutely stupid should have changed a long time ago yeah i don't have much more to say (laughs) i know you know what i can't disagree with you i if like if it was in my power to change how um school in general worked past um middle school it would be to eliminate a lot of well to give choices so if you know that you are i don't know say let's say uh, robotics because stem is a thing or right now digital marketing or social media marketing if i knew i wanted to be a social media marketer why do i need to take things that are irrelevant to what I'm going to do for the rest of my life just because, you know, I took that for 12 years. Why do I need to take another whole year of core courses and waste my money? Let me just move into the business of learning what I need to learn in order to be what I want to be. So, yeah. I think that's actually, 
I think that's actually a great segue outside of the gaming part into a discussion part. So, um, I'm 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 with you on that to a certain degree. Though I do think um, a lot of like at least me when I was in high school, I didn't want to take certain courses because I was too lazy per se. And like, if when laziness plays a factor in it, it is more beneficial to take it. With that being said, as you suggested, if people want to do other courses. I think that should be made an option. Um, and I know like this is this is why this is why a lot of people graduate high school and university and still don't know what they're doing with their life, right? They're kind of shoved into university outside, like from high school directly to university, not knowing what they want to do. I was one of those when I graduated. I have a crazy story, but I'm gonna summarize it real quick. Um, when I graduated, I knew I wanted to do something teaching related. So I um I applied for teacher education, um, but I didn't realize, I didn't even know what a double major was, but apparently I have to major in something else and that. And so I literally picked the science program. I realized I hated science. I switched out of science. Um, and then I, like I switched out of science to accounting. I realized I hated accounting. I switched out of that. All this within the span of one year, by the way. Um, <laughs> and uh, after that, I settled. Like right now I'm studying HR and I settled, but still, like I, there's no way I would have known okay. what it was by then. Like, absolutely not. Nobody knows that. Like you, you <laughs> people know, but like now everyone does. <laughs> Let's just hope the family doesn't hear this episode. Oh no, they know about it. They know about it. No, no, they, they, they know, know about, about it. it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And you're They're good. With me. And you're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got made fun of, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, because you know, send me an email to let me know when you switch out of HR, unless you just. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not such a good HR. This is it. This is the final switching. See, you know, one of the things that I really learned recently, like during the pandemic and whatnot, it's that there's a lot of opportunities to make a career out of things outside of university. It's kind of what I shifted my focus outside of. Um, and I think that's been more beneficial. It, it doesn't cost as much. Um, a lot of services are going digital because of that. Um, mm -hmm. That's also something you could generally learn without paying much money. Um, so, yeah, I'm not such a good HR. No, this is it. You sure? I'm 100% sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, HR, don't get me wrong. HR is a good field and it's very diverse. So you can, you know, use that track and go a lot of different ways. So like diversity, inclusion, uh, equity is a big, big, it's a hot button thing right now. And that falls in the line with um, in the HR realm. So if you wanted to be a speaker coach facilitator or you wanted to um, be over HR or in HR in some major company, or even if you decide you want to start your own business, you know, knowing HR is a good help to start depending, you know, no matter what you do, if you're going to say, okay, I want my company um to have you know three four five different employees well then you already have a working understanding of all of the compliances that you have to meet et cetera, and so forth so if you like that then you know literally i picked hr because it's the least annoying of my options so it's the least um, annoying of your options yes wow you sound just like my kid <laughs> <laughs> you sound just like my kid like the youngest one that. I'm just I know he's gonna switch again. I just know it. I'm not mad about it. I mean, I but mean, I know it's gonna happen. 
there comes a time when like switching is is unnecessary right there comes a time when maybe university isn't the right thing for you but it's always mm -hmm. a good idea to have a degree mm -hmm. um at, at some point hopefully he realizes that um but it's so like one of the things that me and my husband had to learn and um because we really pushed for our kids have a, you, you're going to college get a degree get a degree get a degree in something that you want to do so that you can make the money that you want to make. And which was really somewhat true in our generation. And I put somewhat out there because even then there were opportunities outside of four-year university. You just had to know how to find those opportunities and how to capitalize on those opportunities. But in you guys' generation and with the, um, access to the World Wide Web, literally at my fingertips all the time, the opportunities are out there, you guys can capitalize on much quicker than past generations. And so that makes the debt of university optional for you. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, then don't do it. But you do need to know what you're going to do to make money. Even for those guys that are listening and they're at university and, and within themselves, they absolutely know that I'm not doing this when I graduate, but I can't tell my parents that because who wants to hear that from them right now? Like, I don't want to hear that from them right now. I'll deal with it later. So even there, the, the thing is there, the college experience is the experience. Even if you finish with HR, you have absolutely positively in the middle of this thing, you figure this is not what I want to do. I'm not going to do this, but I am not changing again. Fine. But what experience did you have? That the college experience taking that you've tried a little bit of everything and you have different experience in it and it shaped you. It's helped to shape you from a personal development standpoint. And that's the key in the adult life. Like not that you're not an adult, but when I'm out 100% on my own and some some university students are already there their parents are not paying a dime they're figuring it out on their own and they've got to do that so whatever it is you're doing whether you know you're going to go into that career that's uh, associated with your degree whether you're going into entrepreneurship um whether you're going into and whether it's a for-profit or not-for-profit that you want to work for as a w-2 employee personal development is necessary and you're doing that part of the personal development, laying that foundation through the different university classes that you're taking. Because on, that, on the other side of that diploma, you better know who you are, your strength, your weaknesses. You need to have a plan mapped out of how I'm going to develop personally. Because I assure you um, that on your job, they may have a PD that's designed to help you know what you need to do in order to elevate in your career but they don't have anything and they're not it's not it's not their job to help you develop as a person so whatever success is looking like for you after the degree putting the time and the energy and the effort to knowing yourself and helping yourself develop as a person helps to set you up for success in whatever it is you want to do to make money. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good point. That's actually one of the things that, or one of the reasons why I do not regret. In fact, I'm very thankful for um, being able to go to university. It's the, it's the opportunity to explore per se. Now it is uh, a very expensive exploration. However, um, it is, it is, it is, I, it, I, I don't think I would have been the person I am today if I didn't get a chance to, um, I'm going to be honest, it wasn't the classes. I don't think it was the classes at all. It was the extracurricular activities that I managed to do and that I'm still doing. Those allowed me to build a lot of skills that are helpful in terms of um, how I live my life right now, in terms of how I plan to live my life in the future, as well as um, just knowing how I operate in general. Like I learned so much about who I am just by trying out new things, by mm -hmm. pushing, doing things that you asked high school me i probably wouldn't have done at all right and i think that's that's the best part of university um mm -hmm. like outside is i'm not a big fan of like the actual schoolwork aspect of it um i get why it's there but like i i more so prefer the less boring stuff like i just gotta say straight up um so social aspects of it but mm -hmm. you you hit some very valid points i mean that's that is a big part of the college experience. Yes, the schoolwork part, getting good grades, all of that great jazz, but it's about the new things that you try, the new people that you meet, and the new experiences, you know, your new experiences that you have, whether it's through your intramurals or um, if you're on one of the sports team at your university and the travel, you know, a lot of times, um, a lot of kids when they come into university, a lot of them may not have traveled outside of that small circle that's their hometown, except for, okay, you know, whatever schools your team played in whatever division they were in, I may travel with the team to go to this place and then come right back. But say I, to say they, they actually went there on vacation and got to explore and do different things. A lot of kids don't get to do that prior to coming into university. But then I come in, even, I don't, even if you're in a major city where there's a melting pot of people, uh, in general, people are territorial by nature and we do those things that we're comfortable and that are common to us. But when we go to university, all of those people and things and stuff that we would have never on purpose did, like the high school you, you can't on purpose avoid it in the university. I mean, you can, but you'll be a miserable university student if you do. Yeah. You don't even get to pick your roommate so <laughs> yeah and actually just to touch up on on the point that you just stated um i know a lot of people who have came into university just did schoolwork and went out and i don't think i've heard a single person who's done that who did enjoy university like everyone else is just trash talking the university and like i trash talk it too it it deserves some trash talking like that goes without saying but there's a level of it too there's certain aspects that you could be like hey you know was also a pretty cool experience, right? There's some people who literally have no positive experience from university. And I think that's because they didn't really get a chance to do anything aside from stress about school and, and like complete their degree and whatnot. You know what, if that's the life you want, like go for it. But mm -hmm. I don't think that's the that's optimal- That's not the full university experience. Yeah, and it, it's, it's a waste of money if you ask me to. Like if it gets you your job and like a job that you really want and you know, you can continue on with it, all power to you but i think i read a statistic i said like 90 percent of the people um who graduate with the program don't end up in the degree that they're in so mm -hmm. it's like at the very least 
gain some other form of, of, yeah. of benefit from it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. For me, the, the biggest takeaway, like my son and I were having a conversation recently and he was saying, Mama want to change universities and go to another university. And so of course I asked him why. And he told me, I said, aha, okay. Well, you know, is there are there any positive things about your university? And then so he, after we went through the whole spiel of the things that he doesn't like. He does have a framework. There is a social circle. He is getting to do things that he would not have done before. And one of the things that he told me was the reason that he was okay with staying until next year and not starting a different university until August is because of his friend group. The, he plays football for his school. And he loves his football team, but he also has found, he loves basketball. So he plays intramural basketball and has made amazing friends playing intramural basketball, um, hanging out and just doing different things with the different people who are from different places um, across the country. And that has kept him solid at school. Does he still want to leave and go to a different school because some of the kids from his high school are going to that school? Yes, I get that but that college experience it wasn't about just going to class and just making the grade like he has to do that part to keep us off his back but he is enjoying the college experience which is what we wanted him to do like yes you're gonna make the grade but enjoy the full college experience and give it a chance you know the kids that you go you do the work and that's all you do they're missing the 99% reason why you're there in the first place. Yes. Just, just yes. my opinion, you know, sitting yeah, on the yeah. side of life. Yes. Don't miss that part. You know, don't overindulge, but don't miss that part. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, you're there for a reason. You know, you're also like school, the whole point of schools to learn things, right? Like you right. have to take that aspect of it as well. But like, it's a bit of both is what completes the experience. My question to you right now, um, what advice, so we've been talking a lot about university and whatnot. If I was to ask you, what advice would you give to a, someone in their twenties? Okay. So let's say irrespective of whether, whether they are in university or not, just mm -hmm. someone in their twenties, what advice would you give them? Great question. So I would tell that person to make sure you know who you are, know who you are, knowing your identity is directly related to knowing your purpose. When those two things come together, we won't waste time chasing images and dreams of what success looks like based off of the shiny stuff we see on social media and on TV and movies and whatnot. But when you know who you are at that age, like if I can go back and tell the younger me anything, it would be breathe slow down, breathe, know yourself, know your purpose and map out your plan and don't let anything or anybody interfere with that plan. Only let the people in your circle who are going to help facilitate you achieving your goal. And, and facilitating that can be anything from being your number one cheerleader to actually being able to help you network and get in the places you need to open the doors you need open because 
our inner circle, those relationships should be reciprocal. Like this give and take, you know, you may be wanting to be again, the social media manager mogul. They may be wanting, you know, to invent, you know, the next best break in stem cell research. But the thing is you're two driven people and driven people help each other. They feed off of each other. Know how to place them in your life. Know who you are, know your, your purpose and know how to place people in your life. So how does someone find who they are? That's a good question. So you'd be amazed. There's some 40, 50, 60 plus year old people that have asked me the same question just Sunday. <laughs> so for me, if, the advice that I give is if you don't quite know who you are, I like to spend quiet time in meditation. Um, I am a Christian, so I, I, I enjoy prayer and I start my day in meditation. And in that, that meditation, that prayer time, I keep something to write with, which is a pencil and something to write on. And at the end of that, um, I just jot down whatever thoughts are coming to my mind, whatever emotions that I'm feeling, just random. It doesn't have to be in order. I just jot it down. And I do that uh, consistently. And then I can go back and look at those random thoughts, the things that I've jotted down. And then you can begin to see the consistencies. It's like when you were in middle school and your teacher was trying to teach you how to write an essay and you did the outline and the rough draft, and then you bring all that together to come up with a plan you'll see that there's some consistencies in a lot of the positive and the negative things that may come together to help you figure out who you are. You know, for me, it's something that I pray about that, you know, when I was younger, I prayed about and I jotted those things down. And what I came up with in those consistencies um, resonated with me. It was, this is something that I would do and do it for free. I mean, this resonates. This is who I am. This is what I'm called to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm fully with you. And I actually really like that technique. Um, I've always advocated for journaling. I wish I do it more than um, I actually do right now. Um, but I do advocate for it a lot. And I take a lot of time to, I guess, mentally journal. If that's a thing. Just take, take a lot of time to like really. This usually happens at night right before I go to bed. I'll just like reanalyze the entire day. I'll be yep. Like, hmm, okay. Okay. And then I plan the next day out, or I try to plan the next day out. Try to plan the um, next day out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like prayer is something that um, how do how do I put this? It's very, it's very important. It's a way of bringing. Okay. So we, I'm a firm believer that we as humans are not able to, are not able to successfully navigate our life with ease without external help. I strongly believe in that and prayer really helps believing that there's a higher power right believing that god exists is is really huge especially in situations where you feel defeated it's like it's that last resort thing that will always be there regardless of what happens. <laughs> something right. that you can't say about not believing in, in a higher part let's, let's use the term higher part but like not believing in god specifically um so yeah. prayer is so so helpful it's relaxing because you know you kind of have to focus on that and when you're focusing on that you're not worrying about other things that are you know consuming your mind and so on and so forth um so that was a really really good point there um what if someone 
let's say they do all the journaling mm-hmm. and they find a lot of negative thoughts in, the, in those journaling yep but they don't like that what do they do so another great question and that is a strong possibility that that would happen um whether the person uh believes in god or whether they don't the fact of the matter is we all have emotions no matter what we believe in we all have emotions now it's understanding what to do with those emotions are we going to let those emotions dictate how we operate and and whether we are happy sad you know are we going to let that dictate who we are or are we going to use those emotions as indicators to help us figure out what's the problem so like we all understand that the common cold there is no cure because all we can do is suppress the symptoms however with say a clogged artery well not only can they unclog the artery but they can tell you why the artery got clogged in the first place they were able to figure out you had that clogged artery because of some symptoms that you were experiencing with your illness that's what those negative emotions are there for those are negative emotions are indicators that something is wrong in my emotions, in my spirit. I, would. I am a firm believer that as humans, we are a triune being. Um, and inside of that um, is our mind, our will, and our emotions inside of our soulless realm. We're spiritual and yet we're natural. And my mind, my will, and my emotions are where my uh, where those emotions are housed. It, and those emotions tell me if something's right or if something's wrong. So if all those negatives keep coming out, what's causing it? And again, will you see a pattern? Will you see a pattern of particular negative emotions? Um, one of the things, one of the things, I am a firm advocate of mental health. Seek out mental health like you go to the dentist to get your teeth clean. You don't just go, you know, I go and annually get my teeth clean. So I should have checks with my mental health professional and have that journal in that session and they can help you figure out what the problem is. So whether I'm always angry, I'm angry all the time, I'm never happy, the littlest thing turns me into a rage. Well, baby, what's your trigger? And what caused that trigger? Why, why is that existing? Is it that you're just a mad, angry individual? Or on the inside, is that you're just very, very fearful and that fear is coming out in the form of anger or that fear is coming out in the form of laughter or that you're covering up fear by being this extraordinary, this person that's got to be extraordinarily perfect at everything like map out the write those emotions down and you see that that pattern is consistent. My next step that I tell my coaching clients is seek out a mental health professional. As a coach, I'm not qualified to go there with you, but I am qualified to say, yeah, that's a pattern of a problem. And I'm going to strongly suggest that you seek out a mental health professional that can help you sort out what's causing those emotions. Yeah, that's amazing. I have one more um, follow-up question on this specific topic. Um, what do you say to someone who is a perfectionist and who, um, I guess, strays away from things that they're not good at because they, I don't know, see it as a failure or something along the lines of that? 
So first of all, they're missing out on a lot of fun in life, lots and lots of fun in life. And perfectionism actually kills and stagnates your progress. It actually kills and stagnates a lot of opportunities because what you see as perfection or it's not perfect could and not doing it until it's perfect, you're hindering a lot of people around you and you're hindering yourself. So uh, again, let's, let's just use someone who's good in engineering and they've built this amazing thing that's going to be the next best solution um, to stem cell research, but to them, it's not perfect. So they're just hoarding all of their research privately instead of making that research available when other people around you could actually help you perfect that thing. Perfectionism, it's not a good thing. I'm not saying just hand in trash and, you know, do trash things. We want to do thing, things in excellence. But perfectionism, no, that's, it hurts you more than it helps you. It hurts you more than it helps you. Yeah. Totally with you on that. And I think that was one of the things that I nailed in at uni. It was like one of the things that, like I never, I was never a perfectionist per se, but there were times when I would avoid doing things before because I think I would do terrible at it. But once I'm at uni, it's like, yo, who cares? Like, who gives a shit anymore? It's like, whatever. Um, Yeah. I mean, like a person who struggles with perfectionism, I would say, okay, you know, as a young person, a student, um, you guys have a lot of access to all types of personality indicator tools. Um, One of the personality indicator tools, whether it's in one of your social sciences courses or if it's at one of um, the student help centers and what that can help that person do. Because if you've been a perfectionist like this for a long time, you don't see it as a problem. You see it as a positive aspect of who you are. And it's like um, like the, the, the things that are going around social media right now really popular with the red flags. Everything is a red flag, right? Well, the way that a flag is designed, that little, that little flag in particular, if it's pointing this way, but the red flag belongs to me. Can I see that flag? It like it, the way that it's, I can't even see it. Yeah. But you can see that red flag plain as day, but I can't see it. There's a bunch of them just like this. I can't see it because of the way that it's shaped and the way that it's positioned. That personality indicator, when it comes back, it points the red flags like this to the person. Yeah. And not only does it show you your strengths and your weaknesses, it shows you your strengths and it also shows you your weaknesses and it gives great tips on how to grow in those weaknesses. That's amazing. That's amazing. I never thought of it like that, to be honest. So yeah, thank you for enlightening <laughs> me in a different perspective. All right. My last question for you. Okay. It's, it's more of uh, my last, okay. My last question. For you. Uh, teach me, something that i do not know in life hmm that's a difficult one because i don't know you that well (laughs) um hmm. let's see i'll go with again a conversation i had in another in a conference i was speaking at on sunday um what success looks like to you right now 
will not be what success looks like to you in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Change is good. And human nature generally fights change. Flow with it. Flow with the change. Life is about adapting and moving forward. And it's 100% okay that success, the definition of it, you define it. Don't let outside people and influences define it. And it's okay that that success definition changes as you grow and mature. So when I was your age, success was about you know, a lot of materialistic things. Not that I had family uh, at that time, husband and kids, but it was more about making sure that as a family, we had everything that we needed and could still have fun. That was success. To me now, success is just, you know, about my peace of mind, vacations, hanging out with my friends, knowing that my family is okay, not just monetarily, but just they're good. And at the end of the day, I can end my day peacefully with my favorite book, my favorite YouTube video, and sitting on this couch and just being happy. Like where I am in, in my life right now, success has very little to do with money. Very little to do with money. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it is, it's, a, it's literally a moving goalpost. Um, and it's, it's good that it's that way, to be honest, because it'd be kind of sad if it stayed the same all along, to be honest, because that's part of growth is adapting to different environments and understanding different things. So definitely. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is one of the longer episodes and I'm kind of glad it is. Um, so yeah, I am so sorry that we went outside yeah. of that. No, 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 no. I'm glad. No, you said a lot of useful things, a lot of really helpful things. So thank you so much. Um, yeah. Any, any, any last way to send it off real quick or, um, um, the, I guess, you know, I'll just share with, with the audience, how they can find me. Um, just Google Laquita Monley and all things Laquita Monley will come up. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Uh, Twitter. I haven't figured out the TikTok and the Snapchat yet. How about Instagram? So you, I am on Instagram. Like if you, yes, okay. you can find me on Snapchat and TikTok. I just have no content. I'm still trying to work that out on how to show up there. But you know, just to remind them, as we are all unique individuals, we have been crafted and fearfully and wonderfully made. It's very important that each of us finds our own place of courage, destiny, and power. Find it, come into agreement with it, own it, rock it, and be unapologetic about it. Awesome. That's that's the best way to end it. I can't ask for anything more. Thank you so much. This is a wonderful episode. And um, yeah, y'all just check her out. I'm going to put the information probably in the description um, down below. So just check it out. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for hopping on. It was really nice talking to you. And I will see everyone later. Take care.